0: chapter eighty three of the queen's necklace by Alexandre dumas translated by henry l williams this librivox recording is in the public domain in which it is explained why the baron de tavernay grew fat meanwhile philippe was hastening the preparations for his departure he did not wish to witness the dishonor of the queen his first and only passion when all was ready he requested an interview with his father For the last three months the baron had been growing fat. He seemed to feed on the scandals circulating at the court. They were meat and drink to him. When he received his son's message, instead of sending for him, he went to seek him in his room, already full of the disorder consequent on packing. Philippe did not expect much sensibility from his father. Still, he did not think he would be pleased. Andrea had already left him, and it was one less to torment— and he must feel a blank when his son went also therefore philippe was astonished to hear his father call out with a burst of laughter ah oh, mon dieu he is going away i was sure of it i would have bet upon it well played philippe well played what is well played sir admirable repeated the old man you give me praises sir which i neither understand nor merit unless you are pleased at my departure and glad to get rid of me oh (laughs) laughed the old man again i am not your dupe do you think i believe in your departure you do not believe really sir you surprise me yes it is surprising that i should have guessed You are right to pretend to leave. Without this ruse all, probably, would have been discovered." "'Monsieur, I protest. I do not understand one word of what you say to me.' "'Where do you say you go to?' "'I go first to Tavernay Maison Rouge.' "'Very well. But be prudent. There are sharp eyes on you both. And she is so fiery and incautious that you must be prudent for both. What is your address? In case I want to send you any pressing news. Taverney, monsieur. Taverney, Nonsense! I do not ask you for the address of your house in the park, but choose some third address near here. You, who have managed so well for your love, can easily manage this." "'Sir, you play at enigmas, and I cannot find the solution.' "'Ah, you are discreet beyond all bounds. However, keep your secrets. Tell me nothing of the huntsman's house, nor the nightly walks with two dear friends, nor the rose, nor the kisses.' Monsieur, cried Philippe, mad with jealousy and rage, will you hold your tongue? Well, I know it all. Your intimacy with the Queen and your meetings in the baths of Apollo. Mon Dieu, our fortunes are assured forever. Monsieur, you cause me horror, cried poor Philippe, hiding his face in his hands, and indeed he felt it, at hearing attributed to himself all the happiness of another. All the rumors that the father had heard he had assigned to his son, and believed that it was he that the Queen loved, and no one else, hence his perfect contentment and happiness. Yes, he went on, some said it was Rohan, others that it was Charny not one that it was tavernay oh you have acted well at this moment a carriage was heard to drive up and a servant entering said here is mademoiselle my sister cried philippe then another servant appeared and said that mademoiselle de tavernay wished to speak to her brother in the boudoir another carriage now came to the door who the devil comes now muttered the baron, "it is an evening of adventures!" "Monsieur le Comte de Charny," cried the powerful voice of the porter at the gate, "conduct monsieur le comte to the drawing-room; my father will see him, and I will go to my sister; what can he want here?" thought Philippe, as he went down. End of chapter eighty three, recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.